0: What's going on, some fans? My name is Dominic Rossetto. Welcome into the bowl preview for the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. This one's 645 Eastern kick on ESPN. We've got Coastal Carolina at 9-3, going up against East Carolina at 7-5. Uh, this year, neither team uh, had a, anybody that they play that is the same, so no, no common opponents to speak of. They are both 3-2 in their last five. However... Uh, Coastal Carolina, having played in the championship game for the Sun Belt, uh, did lose their last two games. Meanwhile, ECU went 1-2 and in their last games and won their last game in in quite the shootout versus Temple 49-46. So they did put up a lot of uh, points in that one. Um, But again, no common opponents, so there's not a real great measuring stick to kind of see how they stack up. Uh, This one's just going to be flat out the who comes out with a better defense, honestly, because both teams statistically are very close across the board. Uh, Interestingly enough, I didn't see a a large disparity that makes me uh, pick one team ahead of the other, except for those last two games that were a really big struggle for Coastal Carolina to get through. Uh, As far as players to watch, on both sides of the ball. Obviously, we got Grayson McCall leading the way for Coastal, but he's been banged up. Uh, he went for 2,633 yards passing for this year, 24 touchdowns to just two interceptions. So, obviously, we've talked about it before. We'll say it again. He makes really good decisions. If he doesn't think he likes what he sees, he's either going to tuck it and run and scramble a little bit, or he's going to be smart enough to throw it away. So, Coastal fans aren't going to have a lot of concern about his decision-making. It's really just, is he 100%? And uh, since that App State game where he got banged up, he has not looked 100% just yet. So it'll be interesting to see what he's looking like uh, in this game. And if he plays to his full potential, that will be a huge plus for the Coastal Carolina side. Obviously, running the ball, they're going to lean heavily on C.J. Beasley. Gone over, over 700 yards on the season. Four touchdowns total, uh, but McCall also keeps it a lot there in the red zone. He's gone for five total touchdowns, and then obviously you've got Reese White who can break it out as well. Only 487 on the season, but four touchdowns as well. So they've got three guys really once they get into that red zone that you're going to be leaning on. Beasley, White, and McCall can keep it. Uh, Those are the guys you're going to be looking out for on the ground. As far as through the air, you've got Sam Pinckney, we knew how good he was at Georgia State. He transfers to Coastal Carolina. Puts up great numbers there as well. Over 900 yards on the season. Only three touchdowns, though. So once they get to the red zone, they actually look a little bit more towards Jared Brown. He's got double that. He's got six touchdowns on the season. Gone over 780 yards total. Uh, and then you throw in Tyson Mobley and Xavier Gravete, Uh Probably butchered that last name. Um, but... You've got seven touchdowns between the two of them. So, again, near that near that red zone area, they're really going to open up that playbook, uh, get the tight end involved a little bit more than you usually see there uh, because Jenkins, the other tight ends, also has uh, five touchdowns as well. So, again, once they get near that red zone, they're not just ne- necessarily going to run it up the gut like a lot of teams break down to just trying to hammer it in. They will have some movement in the backfield, even run some jet sweeps that close to the uh goal line which a lot of teams kind of get away from because you're going lateral instead of vertical there but they're not afraid to do it they've got the team speed and the kind of trick playbook that could work in their favor in that regard as far as the kicking game goes you've got hensley there not great from a a better uh, you know far out distance but nothing to worry about up close probably 30 yards and under you know no concern there once you get into those distance kicks um he's actually pretty good from 40 to 49 he's four five but 30 to 39 he's over two. Uh so it's a kind of a weird aspect to that uh kicking game kicking game kicking game but game but don't have a whole lot of concerns about uh the kicking game for coastal going into this one. Defensively, JT Killen, ninety total tackles on the season, two and a half sacks. But also look out for Jared Clark. We talked about him in the championship game. He became a factor a little bit later. He had a little bit of a a slow start, as did the entire Coastal Carolina team. But three and a half sacks on the season, he's just a Beast in the middle there. Uh, 40 total tackles. So he will get into the, the backfield and force your guys backwards uh, for ECU on the day. Um, his sack yardage was 28. So big time player for them to focus on. And then Josiah Stewart had a decent season, but he's been transferred to Michigan. And I believe that he won't play in this game. I could be wrong. If he does not, Adrian Hope is definitely the linebacker, watch out for. It. Not a total, ton of Tackles total on the season, but he did have six and a half sacks, which leads the team. So you're definitely going to watch out for Hope being in the backfield there. As far as the defensive backfield's concerned, look out for Lance Boykin. Two interceptions on the season, seven pass defended. Uh, so he's going to be around the ball quite a bit, but we know from what we've seen the last two weeks, especially, they are susceptible in the secondary. And unfortunately, that's not going to be a great matchup for them against East Carolina. As we jump into the other side of the ball, they've got Holden Aylers, who seems to have been in college for about eight years. Uh, He's gone over 3,000 yards for the season, 3,408 to be exact, 23 touchdowns, five interceptions. So actually a lot like the other side of the ball. Going to make good decisions, going to be a quality passer. Obviously, like I said, he's got the experience. He's been around this game a long time. uh, So I don't have any problem trusting what uh, Aylers is going to be able to provide for East Carolina. I think they're Fans and their fan base likes what he has done. Um, so, you know, he, he's not the most fleet of foot. Uh, he's actually a pretty big guy. So if they need one or two yards, expect him to get the direct snap and just take it right up the gut uh, and just try and pound that ball in there. Uh, but as far as a huge scrambler, yes, he can run, but he's not going to do it often. He's not going to be really successful in that regard. Um, he has he is the fourth leading running back or uh, rushing player on the team but he's only done it 65 times and he's only gone for 134 yards with an average of 2.1 so again this isn't the guy who's going to be uh breaking it down and then running for 20 yards at a clip i mean he's going to get three four yards every once in a while when they need it so not really fleet of foot to worry about there but the guy you are going to want to watch out for is keaton mitchell 1,325 yards on the season, 7.4 average for 13 touchdowns. The guy's a beast. He's small, short, hard to find maybe out of that backfield, and that's why he's had so much success. I mean, just electrifying. This guy is to watch it. Even when you're on the other side of the ball, it's going to be fun to watch this guy in this bowl game tonight. Um, As far as the backups, I mean, you're probably going to see some other handoffs, but Raja Harris is probably the most – uh, you know weapon uh, the most other guy they'll lean on is Raja Harris he's got five touchdowns on the season but he's only got 238 yards uh, so you know Ehlers has as many touchdowns as him and only half as many yards again this is that thing you know down near short yardage these two guys might be get the ball more than Mitchell because he is a, a little bit smaller in stature but this guy you give Mitchell the ball out of the backfield and he's Bound to hurt you eventually. Uh, As far as receiving, you've got Isaiah Winstead, uh, only four touchdowns on the season, but he's gone over a thousand yards. So he's going to be picking up a lot of that yardage uh, further back. And it looks like CJ Johnson, he's a huge target. I think he's about 6'5, 6'4, something like that. He's 933 yards, nine touchdowns on the season. Those are their top two targets for sure. But again, they're also spreading it out towards the tight end there. Uh, Four touchdowns on the season for Ryan Jones. So, again, you got to be looking out for that. Keaton Mitchell can actually catch the ball out of the backfield pretty well as another option there. Uh, He does have a long of 73 yards. So not afraid to use Keaton Mitchell. He is the weapon. He is probably their best player on offense. Uh, And then I'd lean heavily towards C.J. Johnson just because of his size over Winstead, even though Winstead has a little bit more of the – statistics on his side Uh, as far as the kicking game goes they've got two for the season conrad and day dafer Uh, neither one of them have been great and that's why they've been going to two i don't know who we're going to see more of in this game specifically but uh the kicking game definitely favors coastal carolina in this one you have two kickers you don't have any right because you're looking at who can be better for you so uh if it gets into a kicking game favor coastal carolina there as far as defense goes Nobody even really got that close to 100 total tackles on the season for them defensively, and that's where their downside has been. Uh, Julius Wood has 82 total tackles at the safety position. Uh, Four pass breakups, two interceptions, probably their best all-around defender, but they do have two linebackers in Barry and Lewis who combine for six total sacks on the season. Uh, So their linebacking core seems to be pretty solid. It's kind of that defensive backfield where you've got another question. Uh, Much like Georgia Southern, That we spoke about earlier, too, with their matchup. That may be their weakest point point on the field. Uh, Maybe safety position is the strongest out of that. Their corners don't seem to be uh, real threats. Uh, But again, this is where those quarterbacks making those good decisions, probably not going to see a lot out of the defensive backfields for either team. So overall, what are we looking at here? I expect from what we've seen statistically out of these teams to see a lot of the points that are actually scored on this one in the first half. Both teams seem to trail off a little bit toward the end, and if, if somebody's going to be favored towards the end, certainly look for ECU to be the stronger team to last longer. Part of that comes from Ehlers' experience uh, in this college game and in a, a conference as strong as the AAC has been. I don't think they're going to be as strong going forward, and I think Sunbelt should take over there pretty well. But again, They've had years of great teams in that conference before next season starts out. So they've got experience down the stretch in tough games. They just beat Temple in that shootout again at the end of the year while you've got Coastal struggling towards the end of the year. I'm favoring ECU in this one. I just think that longevity prevails here and experience also blustered with the really good electrifying player that Keaton Mitchell is. I think he's going to be the guy who's probably the MVP of this game, catching the ball out of the backfield, uh, running the ball, and, and hey, maybe he even throws a pass in this one, he, and they get a little crazy. So uh, I still think it's a close game, though, because Coastal can't put up points. They may struggle to stop ECU a little bit, but I think they'll still score a little bit better than they have these past two games. I, I'm thinking that McCall is going to be a little stronger than he has been with this time to recover. So I am favoring ECU in this one. 30, Coastal Carolina 28 should be a good one as a, a more of a nightcap. That's 6.45 p.m. Eastern start. A lot more people be able to see this one over that Georgia Southern game that starts uh, at noon. But hopefully Sunbelt can end strong, and I can be wrong on this pick. But as far as uh, my money is concerned, it is on ECU and the Pirates. Thanks for listening.